Down to Business with Bobby Kerr. Brought to you by Bank of Ireland on News Talk. Shortly, I'm going to be talking to three people in the tattoo business to see how attitudes are shifting and find out why this diverse art form is only continuing to grow in popularity. Matt Clifford, co-founder of Global Startup Entrepreneur First, joins me to chat about the kind of guidance aspiring entrepreneurs need, uh, where they need to start and how they can succeed uh, when running a business. Plus, Geraldine Ruan, CEO of the RDS, she's going to be in our executive chair a bit later on. Now, when you think of tattoos, you might think of them as being a statement of your artistic side, a representation of who you are, but they also put food on the tables of many here in Ireland. So to discuss the way attitudes and perceptions of the tattoo industry may have shifted over the last few years, I'm delighted to be joined by Dolores Murray of Wildcat Inc., Kevin McNamara of Dublin Inc., and Ashleen Mahan of Ashleen Mahan Tattoo down there in County Kildare. You're all very welcome to the programme. Dolores, if I could start with you, you've been on the show with me here before. Um, Getting a tattoo used to be a lot more niche than it is today. How much has the industry changed and indeed has the consumer changed? Yes, both the industry and the consumer. As you know, we started back in uh, 1999. So at that stage we had, um, well, firstly, we were only piercing at that stage. But after about six months, we bought in two tattoos and we started tattooing there. And it was mostly fairly hardcore sort of stuff, um, Celtic, tribal, and that was about it. And very few females coming in. But, uh, you know, come back to today, we employ 30 people between the two studios. Isn't that great? Yeah. Wow. (laughs) Um, 30 people. Um, And then when you say, you know, back in those early days, it was kind of a, a kind of a, I suppose, an elite group of hardcore people. Now it's it's it seems to be that. Well, not everybody has a tattoo, but, you know, people that maybe you'd be surprised at some people that have tattoos that you just wouldn't see them. Yeah, I think quite a lot of people have tattoos. I would imagine about 40% of the population under 45 have tattoos. Is it that high? Oh, yeah, yeah. Right. Absolutely. And um, it goes from, you've got a lot of females now having tattoos, like the smaller tattoos, the fine line tattoos, the micro-realism tattoos. People coming for memorial tattoos, maybe, you know, in the birth of a child or the death of a parent. Yeah. Um, people who just like to express themselves and like the body art on their body. Yeah. So there's a lot of people. You've got Hagen's parties, stag's parties, weddings, everything. <laughs> Everyone's a customer. <laughs> Everyone's a customer. Let's bring in our second guest, Kevin McNamara of Dublin Inc. Kevin, you're very welcome to the Thank programme. And again, I'm admiring your, your sleeve. Is that the <laughs> right you. term? That is, uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, tell us a bit about you and how you got into this business. Uh, well, growing up, I was big into art and comic books and things like that. And I studied animation and illustration in BCFE. Uh, and in my final year, I kind of had started to gear my portfolio more towards tattoo art and that type of thing. Uh, and then I approached Dublin for an apprenticeship and I've been working there since. Right. So I'm there 11 years now, yeah. Okay. And what, in your world, I suppose, you say you're artistic and you get to express your art. Mm-hmm. How many, when you look at your customer base, and I know, you know, nothing's typical, but, you know, do you often have to kind of manage people's artistic ideas or is it a collaborative thing between the person I, getting I, the tattoo and your own artistic piece? I like to think of it as a collaborative thing for sure. I'm yeah. always telling customers that like, you tell me what you want and I'll interpret it. You know that kind of thing? Because yeah. I think like they approach me because they like my style, they like my artwork, you know? So if they give me their concept and then I kind of 
go off and illustrate it. Uh, that's that's a clever process, you know. So yeah, yeah, whoever they are or whatever they want, yeah, it's a process for sure, clever process. So um, would I be right in saying that it wouldn't be uncommon for you to tattoo a guard or a high end solicitor? I tattooed solicitor? a guard on Monday. <laughs> did you? I did indeed. I tattooed many many guards, and I tattooed many solicitors, and I tattooed people who own law firms and everything in Dublin. Yeah, yeah. it's very 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 broad. Yeah, massively broad. And you've seen that change in your eleven um, years there. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I, I do think you know I'm I'm in the industry eleven years. I think I was coming into it when it started to enter the mainstream more to be fair you know with the likes of the TV shows and all that kind of thing they certainly helped to kind of broaden people's horizons you know they weren't kind of all back alleys and downstairs or whatever they were on the high street they were present you know they were ground floor they were accessible to everybody you know I entered it kind of at the cusp of that you know yeah and uh, now like the demographic that entered the studio uh, is massively broad massively broad there is there is no typical or cliche uh, customer at this stage. And, and typically, and I know this is a, a, a very broad question, but if I'm getting a tattoo, how many visits does that require? And I, I know that's as many as you want. Yes, or, yeah. It, but it, but t- what's the average number of visits? For example, a sleeve, so your full arm, could be anywhere from, say, four to six. Depends on the artist and who does it, you know. Right. But... Uh, yeah, kind of larger scale work would require multiple appointments. Right, yeah. right. Let's bring in our third guest now, who's a slightly different take on this. Ashley Mann uh, of Tattoo Saloon down there in Kildare. Ashley, you work with people uh, who've uh, who've who've uh, recently undergone surgery. Uh, you do uh, post mastectomy work and that type of thing. This sounds very, yeah. very interesting. Tell us a little bit about your world. Yeah, so I've been in the tattoo industry for 10 years now and about year five, I fell in love with scar cover-ups and just the fact that my art could go over somebody's, you know, trauma nearly and bring a different kind of take to how they view the body. So I started to become known for this kind of work and then a lady came in for a mastectomy scar and I had never worked with this kind of tissue before, but I was intrigued and definitely wanted to give her the help that she needed. She was quite lacking confidence you know that kind of way after what she's been through and she wanted a decorative piece so a big floral piece so of course I was mad about that idea and yeah we dove into that and I fell in love with it straight away and knew I wanted to specialize in this and train further in that specific area so I went to Canada in 2018 then to specialize in that. What a wonderful, wonderful world. Uh, that, and, and and how busy are you, uh, Ashley? And, and how much of your client base, I suppose, is in that is in that cohort of people so, recovering from surgery and that type of thing? Yeah, it's getting very busy. It's kind of, you know, a catch-22. It's good to be busy, but it's also not good that people require yeah, this kind sure. of work. You know, that kind of way. But yeah, on, I do it every Tuesdays and I would see five women every week. And then from Wednesdays to Saturdays, we have the full studio. So I do the just the traditional decorative tattooing then. Right. And what about your own style? Uh, Kevin was telling us a little bit about his style there. What, tat- what type of uh, tattoo do you like to do? I definitely draw from nature for my work. It's organic. I, I look at the body, the shapes, the movements, and I do a lot of drawing onto the skin. So I would focus on organic kind of material or flowers or animals. Definitely, right. It's a softer kind of approach. Very cool. Um, but back to you, Dolores, if we look at the business of of the tattoo industry, um, time is money. So 
uh, we you know we hear Kevin and Ashley there talking about uh, multiple visits about so is that is it as simple as that that you cost your time and if it takes so long you charge X in terms of getting back to the to the retail price. Yes, of course, it, it's all based on the on the length of time. And as Kevin said, it depends on the artist. Um, some people will look for sleeves that are fairly simple, so it wouldn't be of the style Kevin's doing. It wouldn't take, might, might only take two visits to do it like that. But it's it's basically 100 to 150 an hour. I'm sure some people charge more in, in Ireland. What would you think, Kevin? Uh, I think when it comes to the larger pieces and stuff, they're probably doing day rates. So the day rate day would vary yeah. then, you know. Yeah. And does that mean you'd be going in for a full day? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, and that, is that is that hard on the body? Is that like it, is it to do it all at one go like that? It certainly can be. Yeah, well, yeah. I think larger or small, it's hard on the body. Yeah. You know, yeah. yeah. It's a process that's yeah. that you know. It's probably as hard on the artist as it is. It can be, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Uh, Dolores, I saw you speaking uh, quite vocally about some new uh, EU. Uh, legislation that was going to ban certain types of inks uh, and that it was going to have an impact on the profession. Can you tell us what the latest update is there? Well, the very <coughs> excuse me, the very latest update is that the petition has now been closed to save the two pigments in question, uh, the blue and green. Um, it was done at a late night session sneakily while our um, supporters in the parliament weren't around and it was proposed by Denmark. Um, I don't know what they have against us. So, so just again to explain to our listeners, there's, uh, is it blue and green pigments yes, so are, are not allowed anymore according to EU law or well, certain types of blue and green? Well, there's particular pigments and so we're, we're, um, the regulation is now the REACH regulation and last January they banned 4,000 substances that could have been used in inks and it was a big scramble by the manufacturers to produce these new inks like two weeks before the old ones were banned which caused a bit of a problem in the industry for people particularly for people doing colour tattoos obviously people doing uh, black black and grey it, it wasn't a problem but um, so the prices of the inks went I think up two or, two or three times Kevin wasn't it, it was a, they, they certainly they, they did go up for sure yeah and there was there was a big lag in the time so I suppose it was probably two and a half to three months before you could actually get the inks you wanted so next January the second stage of that's coming up and that's the blue and green pigment ban okay um, Where do these inks uh, traditionally come from? America. Uh, America, two yeah. larger or two larger companies would be would be from America. Now they still operate, I think, under like FDA guidelines over there. Right. Uh, the inks are still uh, available in the likes of the UK. Like you could essentially go up north and use them, but just kind of under EU regulation, yeah. we don't uh, use them anymore. Well, the UK did look at um, <coughs> excuse me at enforcing the reach regulations in mm. the UK since so they're um, out of uh, yeah, so the EU now. But they, they've actually. They're taking note of what the industry and the people who support the industry, the scientists, the doctors, the dermatologists are saying, rather than just the blanket ban that came in with the EU. Right. Um, so possibly um, they'll have a, a more minimal ban on, on um, products that are actually proven to have a problem. Okay. Ashley, back to you. Um, you, you say uh, you, you trained in Canada. Is, is a lot of tattoo culture and that influence from America is are they were they now I know a lot of it goes back to ancient history and Egyptians and Romans and all sorts of things but but American is America a big I suppose leader of fashion in the industry yeah I think when the the first tattoo shows came out that was also when I was starting as well and I think that had 
that was in everybody's household, you know, Kat Von D and all these different kind of yeah. women coming up in the industry. It definitely had a big role and we were all watching what, what they were doing and how they influenced the industry. Right. And when when you're doing a, when, when you're when you're doing a consultation or a piece of work, uh, typically how long does it take with your patients or with your with your clients, uh, uh, Ashleen? Do you mean for the actual tattoo? Yeah. Yeah, it can start anywhere from an hour up to six hour sessions at a time. It really depends on the piece. Right. And when it comes to the to the pain, how, I, I don't have a tattoo, but how mm. painful is it? Well, a lot of my clients will tell you that it's very relaxing when I'm tattooing them and a lot of them fall asleep. <laughs> so right. That's so a good sign. Your technique is really good. Uh, yeah, nice and delicate. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, so going back to, I suppose, uh, the... The, the culture around tattoos is would you reckon now Kevin that getting a, a tattoo is absolutely socially acceptable um, it's, it appears that it is more so yeah, yeah. More so. I think there's going to be a level of stigma there uh, but that's that's certainly dissipating as you know generations move on and stuff but uh, no it's it's far more acceptable absolutely yeah are, are there views on on I suppose uh, tattooing people's faces and their necks and they're the last they're the last taboos I, I'd say in terms of like mainstream mainstream exposure to it you know yeah um, I do believe there is an indigenous woman in New Zealand who's a news reporter and she has some facial tattoos and she was probably one of the first kind of say prime time presenters on TV with facial tattoos now they're indigenous she's Polynesian I believe uh, so you know there's a there's a cultural yeah, uh, relevance there, you know, and um, it would be wild, I'd imagine, before we see anybody on RTE with a, with a face tattoo oh, doing no, the six o'clock news. Bobby, there's an opportunity there for you. <laughs> yeah, we'll I see. know, big and start. Yeah, yeah, face, yeah, yeah. you could be a trendsetter. Shiny head. <laughs> we can do that too. Yeah. <laughs> Dolores, what about the the future of the business? It's great to hear you employing thirty people. Um, are you? Is tourism a big part of your business? So. Maybe somebody in Dublin for the weekend, a yeah. gang of lads or girls yes, that might yes. decide that, yeah. hell, we'll, let's let's let's, let's mark it. this. Yes. and we'll mark it in more ways than one. Let's yeah. go and get a tattoo. Hey, we've got groups of uh, women come into the shop. Uh, not only women, just that was the last time I was there about three weeks ago. We got nine women coming in. They were on um, ends, and they all wanted a little outline shamrock. So right. nine of them just uh, in and got it done. So you quite often get that, particularly where we are and where Kevin is as well. We're in the kind of Temple Arts uh, city centre. Yeah. And I'm sure it's less so outside. Yeah. But um, yeah, we got a lot of tourists. But there again, we got a lot of people from, from Dublin going away for the weekend. <laughs> so the tourists are displacing them. What about talent and, uh, you know, I suppose people coming through? Like it is a creative, it's clearly a, a real skill. Uh, what about access to talent? What about encouraging it's actually, more people to work yeah. in the business? Well, there's twofold. Firstly, as you know, there aren't isn't any training for tattoo artists. There is art training, but not for tattoo artists. And I did try to get that going a few years ago, but it uh, didn't succeed. Um, and it's also getting people in from abroad. Um, that's proving more and more difficult. I have two work visas in process at the moment. I don't expect them to come through unless I bring it to the High Court um, because tattoo artists are are um, designated as beauticians and we don't need any more 
beauticians in Ireland apparently were all beautiful enough. Um, <laughs> that and seems it, an odd, <laughs> rather odd classification, does it not? It, it, yes, it is, which is why it possibly will have to go to the high court. So maybe I'll be going around knocking all the tattoo <laughs> studio doors looking for a few of them <laughs> to uh, see if we can get something moving on that. But it is difficult, very difficult. Kevin, you said you started as an apprentice. Is that yes. is that a route that's open to others? Uh, absolutely, yeah. yeah. I think it's, if anything, there's an increasing number of studios in the country uh, so it's be, uh, as a byproduct of that it is more accessible you know um, I'd always encourage to be fair if people would, would go to college it's not necessary you know it's down to your portfolio at the end of the day you know but uh, college is never going to be an hindrance you know yeah. go to college go to our college learn your craft uh, and then pursue an apprenticeship you know it, It's kind of I know with hairdressing and that you know yeah, the sort of Peter Mark school of Mm. You know, uh, an academy where you know people would be let loose. But with a tattoo, it's a bit—it's rather risky, is it not? I think there's letting a, yeah. somebody uh, loose who maybe doesn't have uh, the years of experience. I do think there is an industry uh, kind of—I would say—opinion to a degree that uh, kind of tattoo institutes or schools wouldn't be the best uh, approach to getting into the industry. That they—they might feel that the best approach is to go to a studio learn kind of you know on the front line yeah. do you know what I mean uh, like kind of be in the thick of it um, and is there a way that you know you could get someone to say you could assess maybe somebody's ability by their their ability to draw yes. or, to, or to paint yeah. or that you could see that's it yeah. whether somebody has the yeah. the talent or not be, yeah. before they were let loose with absolutely the needle. yeah yeah it's very it's really important to have those fundamentals there you know because quite often we, we put a stencil on the body or tattoo it you wipe and a bit of that stencil fades away yeah. you know uh, I think Ashley says she does a lot of freehand so even more in her case that art skill is essential you know Ashley, what's your opinion on that again? Getting getting younger people to come into the industry and to, uh, I suppose, yeah. let, let 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 them loose. Uh, yeah, I definitely agree with Kevin. You, an artistic background is definitely necessary when you're approaching this type of work. Like, yeah, the stencil can rub off completely. So if you're doing a portrait or something where it's very precise, you have to have that artistic eye. So. Yeah, I did a year of art college first and then went in for the apprenticeship. So yeah. focusing on your skills at a base level before approaching mm-hmm. skin is definitely the key. So you would have built up a, a portfolio of work before you yes. ever uh, 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 took the needle in your hand, in the sense. Exactly. Okay. Yeah, and then, you know, we would practice on fruits or bananas or fake skins. And I, I actually practiced <laughs> on pig skin, unfortunately. <laughs> practiced on to, You know, before friends. you... Yeah, <laughs> um, that what, too. Um, Dolores, uh, maybe to you is—is is there a business then in tattoo removal where you go, you got the spelling of an old girlfriend wrong or something like that, where people come in and they say, "I want to get rid of this," or would it be an opportunity to maybe put a tattoo over? A bad tattoo. Does that happen yeah. as well? Yeah, there's there's lots of that going around. You either people get fed up with them, or the tattoo phase, or it was never very good in the first place. So depending on the tattoo, um, it depends on what we can do with it. Obviously, if you bring your skin in, like my skin there, virgin skin, anything can be done with it. But I've got a big, massive, thick black band going around that I don't like for whatever reason. That's obviously going to require a bit of imaginative interpretation. Yeah. So um, sometimes we can do it. It'll always be bigger, obviously. Um, and sometimes we can't do it, so it will need to be lasered to uh, reduce it, to fade it a bit so that we can tattoo over it. We in Wildcat don't do um, 
laser we prefer to leave that to professionals to do and um, we just re- refer them on yeah but um and uh, Kevin, have you seen any uh, spelling mistakes or anything like that that you'd like to tell us about? Obviously, many of you know. Bearing mind, uh, it's a daytime radio yeah, show. Yeah. <laughs> you, you see a few, but you, you catch them, you know. Or yeah. like, yeah, there's a whole process around kind of like the tattoo before you even tattoo, you know. But uh, mistakes do happen, but everything's fix- fixable, you know. Um, I can't think of any off. And would, would normally, so, so if I was coming in for a tattoo... And we were chatting about what my, what my idea was. Would you draw something out on a page and show it to me, or do you not do that? Uh, basically, you would book in first. Right. You'd have a consultation, then book in, and then on the day of your appointment, you would see the design. But any changes or amendments that need to be made can be made then, and like kind of. It's so you would get an idea of what's you. So you do get to see something you, before it ends up in your arm. Absolutely. Oh yeah, for okay. sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. You'd see it. You'd see it on the iPad or the the page. Yeah. All right, well, look, it's a great industry and I'm delighted you're all doing so well. Thank you very much. Thank you. And, and, uh, Thank you. As I say, I don't have a tattoo yet, but I say yes, yet, who knows? Yeah, who yeah, knows? Yeah. I'm only 62. Yeah. Um, thanks to my guests, Dolores Murray of Wildcat Inc., Kevin McNamara of Dublin Inc., and Ashley Mann of the Tattoo Saloon down there in Kildare. Thanks very much for joining us. Thank you. Down to Business with Bobby Kerr. Brought to you by Bank of Ireland. Saturday morning at 11 on News Talk.